every day we wake up, um, the gift of each day is really to um, live the best that we can, do the best that we can. each and every one of you are staying well and safe in these days. I'm Dave Trout. Welcome to episode 29 of Green Room Door, a production of UTR Media. And we uh, pick up here right where episode 28 left off. Um, first of all, thank you so much to the many um, words of encouragement and comments we received about uh, the show we did last month featuring several artists uh, talking about this pandemic and how it affects them and also some words of encouragement. We're going to do that same theme today. We have another handful of artists who are going to share with us. Uh, We're uh, excited to be hearing from Jeremy Casella, Russ King, The Promise is Hope, Christopher Williams, and Joy Ike on today's show. And one of those artists, I'm not going to say which one yet, but one of them wrote and recorded and released a song specifically inspired by the pandemic lockdowns. Uh, It's a really fun, cute one, and we're going to play it on today's show as well. One of the things that this organization is built on is that well-crafted, meaningful, soul-enriching music can change a life. It can totally affect our heart, mind, and soul. I am super grateful for the artists who have even just given me hope and encouragement and perspective through these last couple of months. Uh, And we know that the artist community is one that has been affected by COVID-19 with a lot of shutdowns and um, the opportunity to earn income, in some cases, being unplugged for for folks. And it, it can be a scary, trying time. So we wanted to check in with the artists here in the first half of the show and specifically ask them, how has this COVID-19 pandemic affected them personally or professionally? The first person we're checking in with on today's show is our good friend, Christopher Williams. Well, I'm hunkered down uh, at my home in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, with my family. But we actually have extended our family a little bit. We took in two single folks um, as well. So our our family grew in size. It's my nine-year-old and my wife, and then our friends Janie and Caleb. And so there's been lots of family dynamics as we've navigated that uh, together. And personally, the, the virus has, it's been a joy to be at home, but I've had to cancel about 20 shows for the spring. So financially, it's been a little bit difficult. Um, and I wouldn't say stressful, um, but there have been some moments just wondering how, how's this all going to work? I don't, I don't quite know. Um, but it has been amazing because it's given me just some new rhythms, uh, which have been beautiful. I, I took a sabbatical last winter just felt like my body my heart my mind and my soul just needed a break and so I took a 40-day sabbatical and uh, that was awesome um, but kind of got to the end of it and established some rhythms and they kind of went away <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly after it ended and so it sort of feels like this is uh, sabbatical part two in in kind of establishing those rhythms in the midst of the uncertainty 
uh, and in some senses just forced uh, I've been forced to slow down um, and and some days that's looks different than other days like some days it's I'm actually resting and some days it's I'm in the middle of a massive house project uh, and incredibly impatient with my child and so it, it's been a really weird surreal uh, but beautiful gift as well so yeah that's our boy c-dub christopher williams always good to hear from him i'm so grateful that he could be on the show today um and we pass the mic over to a guy who's been a full-time songwriter for 25 years and um he's written uh songs that have been performed by jordan feliz the newsboys johnny diaz we are messengers jj heller jason gray and others um and he's also a fine fabulous musician himself uh we're excited he's recording a new project that's coming out later this year ross king is our next guest and we asked him about the pandemic uh my coronavirus journey started kind of interestingly my wife and i were scheduled on that weekend of march 13th 14th around there to do, to go do some music for an adoption conference in Pennsylvania. Our kids are, are adopted, and we were scheduled for this conference. And that was the week, you know, we were supposed to leave on that Thursday, the 12th, and, I, and, and that Wednesday, the night before, was the week when the president issued that travel ban, that first kind of, hey, this is a dramatic thing. We're, we're going to take big steps. So it was sort of weird for us because we, you know, got we saw that and then thought, well, we're getting on a plane in 12 hours. And is this conference going to happen or whatever? And and at the time there weren't, they had not yet given all those advisories about group gatherings. And so we went and 24 hours later, as the conference is about to start, they cancel it because of all these, these advisories, you know, uh, from different civic governments, um, are, are issued. And so we just spent the weekend in, in a random hotel in Pennsylvania. It was actually a ski resort, um, wasn't a lot of snow, but there was a little bit of snow and they gave out like free skiing and stuff. Cause it was, you know, the hotel was kind of like, just like a ghost town. So we spent the weekend in this ghost town hotel in Pennsylvania. We skied like we, we, we snow skied in the pandemic, which is so weird and hung out by the fire. And there were a few people there that had come for the conference, uh, before it got canceled and, and, and we're kind of stuck there. So we just spent the weekend with other adoptive families away from our kids, which was interesting and just kind of wondering if they were okay and kind of feeling all that stress about how do you experience something like this away from your kids? And it was a strange thing. You know, we got on a plane on Thursday and the world was a certain way when we got off a plane back home on Monday and the world had kind of completely changed. And, you know, here we are seven ish weeks later. Uh, and I would say that the journey has been, has had its ups and downs. Um, we, I I lost a bunch of work, like a lot of people did a lot of like concert gig type work. Um, you know, a significant amount of work that, that, that was a real blow. And then just somehow I got back a bunch of work. It was kind of a surprise. Like I got some production work and, uh, I, I do some songwriting teaching and coaching type stuff. And I got a bunch of that work. Um, I had just finished a Kickstarter, um, to fund a record. So I've been working on my record and I've had the money for that. And, um, I do some writing for like film TV ad sync type writing, and I've got some surprise placements in that world. And 
I just kind of feel like God provided most of what we lost. Um, and then there's other, other stuff that's kind of been paying into a different kind of an account, you know, where I'm with my children more and I'm just moving and, and rushing less. I'm just taking it slower. And there's something really beautiful about that. You know, it's kind of a forced Sabbath, a forced rest. And I'm not going to act like it's all been wonderful or that it's not hard out there for lots of people. But for us, there have been some really beautiful uh, things that I wouldn't have chosen that have happened, particularly with the pace and rhythm uh, of our family. Oh man, that's, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, oh, what a crazy story about that ski resort. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Uh, that was Ross King. So glad that uh, he could be a part of the show. Um, and we're heading over back to Pennsylvania now, uh, this time to Philadelphia. And we're going to check in with one of our favorite singer songwriters. Here's Joy Ike. I feel like I've had so much more time to be creative in these last few months. No one in my immediate circle has been affected by the virus. And because I live alone, I have a lot of time on my hands. And and so I've been writing more and I've been creating more. Um, Not just music, but also um, making more art, dancing more, um, and doing all the things that I consider as part of my creative outlet, even though people will know me as a singer-songwriter, primarily. Um, And I think all of those things have influenced the art that I am making and putting out there and will continue um, to influence as we um, emerge out of this season, hopefully sooner than later. I've also been reconnecting with people that I haven't talked to in years, uh, and that's probably been the most enjoyable part of being quarantined. Uh, I just put a song out about it called All the Time in the World because uh, it feels like I've got all the time in the world to talk to you. So that's been fun. Um, loving just catching up with people and seeing what's new in their lives and really how they're processing all of this. Um, and that um, that's just been cool. It's been fun and love. Uh, just knowing what's, what people are doing, how they're um, making lemonade out of some really not so great lemons, as I like to say, and uh, you know how people are uh, finding their new normals. I think it's just neat to, to see people be innovative and creative with their time. And, um, and I, love, I love how people can turn something that's um, decomposing or dying into new life, you know? Yes, I totally agree. It is cool to see how people can adjust and adapt. And even when you just think about churches, like how doing church and being the church looks completely different um, than it did a few months ago. And yet we're learning so much about each other and how we can stay connected as a community and Anyway, that, there's there's so many cool things. A huge thank you to Joy Ike for being a part of the show today. And Joy mentioned the new song that she just wrote, All the Time in the World, specifically during this pandemic season. So let's listen to it right now. We've got the whole song. Here it is. Joy Ike, take it away. 
that's what we call the joint we did. Hey, girl. Uh, you been good? You've been good? All right. How have you been? I'm in my pajamas all day long and eating way too much. I'm gonna get 15 pounds with this. That's good to hear, bro. Yeah. Mom, real talk. No, I know. We haven't talked in so long. Nah, man. Just chilling, you know, maintaining, living. I <laughs> love it that is so good all the time in the world new song by joy ike and uh, she made a music video for the song as well um, we're gonna link to that youtube music video in the show notes um, of today's episode so check it out we'll be right back with more conversations about how this pandemic has affected the artist community after this this UTR Media podcast is brought to you by the latest release from the Scripture Focus Collective, Salter Project. Now in Peace is a 15-track lullaby album that will see kids, parents, and grandparents learning and singing psalms in a fresh new way. Now in Peace by Salter Project is available now on Spotify, Bandcamp, and other major music platforms. This UTR Media Podcast is brought to you by the new single by Nashville-based singer-songwriter David Bakers. Yeah, I'm free, free the single, Freed from Jail, by David Vaders, shares how God's mercy helps us live in spiritual freedom. I'm just a visitor, a modern-day minister, and I'm, I'm not about to fail, cause I'm free, from this Freed from Jail, by David Vaders is available now on Spotify and all music platforms. Welcome back to the special edition of Green Room Door. We're talking with a handful of artists about how this pandemic season has affected them personally, and as well as hearing some of their spiritual reflections and encouragements in the second half of the show. Uh, so next up, uh, we're going to hear from one of our just all-time favorite singer-songwriters, uh, he lives just outside of Nashville. Uh, our next guest is Jeremy Casella. How has COVID-19 affected you personally? Well, it's pretty much stopped all my touring, which is, uh, I guess, the same as everybody else in the artist world. I was uh, about to do my spring tour for Spirit uh, starting here in March and um, had to bail on all of those plans. Um, and so I didn't even get to perform a show yet, um, unfortunately, for the spring tour. And uh, March, April, May, and now most of June is now canceled. So everything's just kind of frozen. Um, I am hunkered down here in Kingston Springs, Tennessee, west of Nashville with my family, my wife, uh, Brooke, and our kids. Uh, my two oldest kids are home from college, so we've got seven people here at the house, and we're all just kind of taking it a day at a time. Ah, so good to hear from Jeremy Casella. Glad he could be on the show, and we'll look forward to hearing from him again in the second half. 
Uh, we do have one more artist we're going to check in with um, and ask for their perspective. We head up to Massachusetts. It's uh, good to get a New England perspective on how um, the pandemic is affecting them. Uh, we're going to talk to husband-wife duo The Promise is Hope. Here is Eric and Ashley. So obviously the big thing that has been impacted for us by the COVID-19 pandemic is that we can no longer play live shows, which is what we do. Uh, that's the biggest part of our income. We've been touring pretty hard for five years and that has come to a screeching halt. Financially, that's not fun for us, but there's definitely been some pros and cons, some surprising upsides to it. On the downside, this is the time of year that we'd be on the road the most, and a big part of what fulfills us personally and professionally is the community around our music. So being with our friends and fans all over the place is what we want to be doing all the time. Not having this in our life right now is certainly a challenge. The internet itself feels pretty vacuous and I think harder to connect with community or to know that what we're doing online is, is making an impact. So it can feel us, leave us feeling isolated and alone and a little fearful. We weren't really expecting an upside when this first came about, but when we experienced the screeching halt to business as usual, we definitely spent a few days just processing the shock and the grief. And fairly quickly, we got to a different type of work. We've been wanting to record our own music in our house for a long time. But when you're touring as hard as we've been, it's you know, that takes 99% of your energy and doesn't feel like you've got a ton of creative space for the other things that you want to be doing. Um, so Eric built a ton of sound panels in our office of our apartment, and now we've got a pretty functional recording studio, uh, which is where we're recording this audio right now. And we've been writing a lot too, which is been really cool it's surprising just doesn't feel like you can write much <laughs> when you're constantly on the road um, so it seems like the creativity has really had an uptick which is a cool upside for sure I agree. Oh, it's so good I love getting that perspective and it's great to have the promise is hope on today's show uh, all the artists we heard from the first half are going to be joining us in the second half but um, we're going to ask for their spiritual reflections and words of encouragement and oh I hope you stick around because uh, the words they have to share are so uplifting and are going to really touch your heart so stick around for that um, one thing that we haven't talked about a whole lot is how the pandemic has affected UTR media. And and I won't go into um, all the, the nitty-gritty details, but uh, we also, just like, just like indie artists, um, lost a couple of key gigs that were going to be some revenue-generating opportunities for us. Um, you might have heard us announce the the White Owl Music Festival. Uh, literally days after the tickets went on sale, we ended up canceling the event. So, um, so we've been affected in a few different ways. 
Um, but one one huge blessing that happened just this week is um, on May 5th, uh, we had the day Giving Tuesday Now. I don't know if you heard about it or saw it, but um, you're probably aware of Giving Tuesday, which comes right after Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And uh, they instituted a new Giving Tuesday called Giving Tuesday Now, which happened just this week, um, to encourage philanthropic giving around the globe, especially for various nonprofit outreaches. And, um, and so we decided to kind of uh, uh, invite you guys to participate. And you did. Thank you to so many people who showed up to support the work of UTR. It is so meaningful. In fact, the Giving Tuesday Now campaign was more successful than the regular Giving Tuesday back in December. We are blown away. Um, and we've had some folks who said, well, I missed some of the announcements. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it really just kind of culminated on that one day. So we are extending the campaign through the end of the month. So we're going to make the campaign benefits available all the way through May 31st. It does not mean that we're going to be asking for money every day for the next whatever few weeks. Um, it just means that um, if you if you weren't able to participate on Giving Tuesday now, you haven't missed out. You can still pledge your support to UTR Media and 25% um, of your donations will go to an artist relief fund to help artists in need. Also, um, there are matching dollars on the table right now that you can help unlock with your gift. And we created a new coronavirus-inspired t-shirt that we're making exclusively available during this campaign. So all of that is still available through the end of May. So we invite you to participate. You just go to our website at utrmedia.org. You know, one of the big surprises that happened during this pandemic is my own passion and satisfaction in the work of UTR has grown. And I'm just so excited for what's going on and really thankful for all the different kinds of support and love that have been shown to me and my family. Thank you so much. Um, we are going to be right back with the second half and some words of spiritual encouragement from all these amazing artists. Stick around. This UTR Media Podcast is brought to you by the latest single by singer-songwriter and worship leader, Melanie Waldman. I will claim the victory, the glory is the Lord's. The Glory is the Lord's by Melanie Waldman featuring City of Light is a reminder that even in times of darkness and uncertainty, God is our peace and our guide. Victory! You can find The Glory is the Lord's by Melanie Waldman on Spotify and all music platforms. Do you need some spiritual encouragement throughout the week? UTR Media has launched the all-new Song RX, a daily dose of inspiration. UTR's Dave Trout and some indie artist friends will be hand-selecting a song of the day and sharing concise spiritual reflections sent to your email inbox every weekday morning. 
Receive Song Rx by joining UTR's email list now at utrmedia.org. Welcome back to this special edition of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and this is episode number 29. If you missed episode 28, highly encourage you to check it out on uh, any podcast platform or uh, at utrmedia.org and uh, listen because it's basically the same format of talking to a variety of artists to get their perspective on the pandemic and some spiritual encouragement. Uh, we talked last episode uh, with folks like Cindy Morgan, Phil Madera, uh, Royce Lovett, Krista Wells, and a variety of others. So check that out um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, let's dive into the second half of today's show and talk to the five artists from the first half. Uh, this time, changing the question, instead of talking about their personal uh, reflections in terms of uh, how the pandemic has affected them, uh, we're asking about how they have been thinking about things from a spiritual perspective. What are some of the encouraging thoughts that they've had? Uh, and we check in first, once again, with Christopher Williams. I think the biggest reflection that I've had is that we really have no control over anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I say that in a somewhat funny way, but also a tiny little virus that started across the world from us. It's just amazing to me that something so small could take down the entire world, really. I mean, take it down, not completely, but affect the entire world, which really, if if we stop and think about that massive fact, means we have no control over anything. And there's great... Uh, I think perhaps unease and anxiety about that, but there's also a beautiful uh, open hands, uh, if you embrace that, like, man, that's beautiful. We really have no control. So the plans that we make, we have to hold really, really loosely. Um, so I, I think I've, like question one, I, I've wrestled, uh, I've the, holding that tension of of the beauty of it, but also the great loss in it, and um, I, I, it's really made me turn towards uh, the Lord in in a different way. Um, and we've instituted a beautiful rhythm. We have some friends who are um, kind of spurring on a lot of folks within the young life world around the world to pray Psalm 91 for 91 days. Today's day 43 when I'm recording this. And as a part of that, um, there was an inspiration to, as it says in verse 5 and 6, to uh, it, it acknowledges the midday. And so... Uh, we have been worshiping every day at noon here in Nashville in our house, um, and on Wednesdays it's an hour long, but uh, every other day it's 10 to 12 minutes, and it's been an amazing rhythm. My whole house, uh, the whole extended family stops, and we go and we worship for uh, a little bit of time at noon every day, um, and that, that's been really, really beautiful um, to just focus our hearts and it's something actually on my sabbatical I did last winter 
um, that I wanted to do more of, and it just I, I didn't it, it didn't happen the way that I thought it would or wanted it to, and so it almost feels like we are um, sending out this signal like we're lost on an island because we're we're streaming it live um, for all who want to worship with us at noon whenever their noon is. Uh, Psalm ninety one for ninety one days is the kind of the the tag at Facebook and. And that's been beautiful to know that people are watching it around the world and worshiping with us and um, joining us uh, as they can. So that's that's been a really cool addition, additional rhythm uh, in the midst of this time. Uh, great reflections there from Christopher Williams. Uh, thanks so much to Christopher for being on the show. Um, we now pass it over to Ross King to hear his thoughts. I think I've struggled probably both my wife and I have both struggled in recent years um, to not feel kind of rushed and stressed about life in general. You know, we have four kids and live in this big metropolitan city where everybody has to drive everywhere and our kids have activities and you have church life. And um, I have a, you know, a music career, so I'm traveling a lot and, and it just feels like a crazy pace. And something interesting about this whole coronavirus was that maybe a month before this all happened, my wife, Stacy said something like, she'd said this a few times over the, over the months, but she said something like, I just wish I could have a pause button for my life, but I don't want it to be just for my life because if it's just my life, then I'll get behind and everyone else will keep moving and I'll, then I'll just feel behind. But I really need for there to be a pause from all the activity and all the craziness, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying this is on her, obviously she can't control it, but it has been interesting to see that in the midst of a bunch of hard things like, you know, financial uncertainty and, uh, you know, illness all around us and just all the, all the weirdness. Um, it was interesting that she got that pause button and and actually it's forced us to say, okay, you got that pause button. Now, what do we do with that? You know, what what is this? What is this situation? This unprecedented situation? What does it force on us? What does it make possible for us? Um, what kinds of ingenuity and creativity uh, does this give us, or or make us do that? Make us engage with that we wouldn't have otherwise. And so, I've just been trying to ask that question. Um, as often as I can, you know, Ross, what is it that you need to be doing or, 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 or actually can be doing, you're allowed to be doing now because your life has been distilled down to this kind of smaller and very different rhythm and pace. And so I'm just trying to find those things. Um, and I don't know that I have found them, uh, but I'm, I'm, but I'm trying, and and I think I'm also asking myself: when life gets back to whatever normal is, is there anything that I don't want to go back to? Anything I don't want to put back to normal? You know, um, I'm playing with my kids more. I'm uh, having more uh, board game time. I am reading and and resting probably a little bit more. Um, I am learning to be creative in different ways and in different spaces. So those are the kinds of things I'm trying to to do and just pray and ask God, what do you what do you want uh what do you want me to do different now that I've 
realize life um, doesn't have to be the way that it was. And, and I kind of think that's, I think that's something a lot of people are going to be asking and learning. Um, and so I'm excited about that and nervous. And again, not to make light of the fact that for some people, you know, these changes have been foisted upon them and it's horrible and, and difficult. Um, but for us, it hasn't been that way. And so I'm trying to find out, you know, who am I, uh, because of this and after this and beyond this. Ah, man, that is good stuff. Love hearing those words of reflection from Ross King. Great to have you on the show and really looking forward to the new music you're creating later this year. Going to be fantastic. Um, Next, we pass it over to Joy Ike to get her spiritual reflections. Well, I think um, it has reminded me yet again that I am not in control. Uh, which can be a really scary thing, but it can also be really freeing. Um, and right now it has been a freeing thing. I think it's just a lesson that I've had to learn over and over again, especially in this past one to two years. Um, for me personally, I have spent a lot of time uh, taking pride in the things that I do and the work that I do, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But um, in the release of my last album back in 2018, a lot of things didn't go as I had expected to the, expected them to go. And I kind of crashed and um, really questioned my purpose, uh, calling, my art, and really what I was doing at that time. And it wasn't until really letting go of all of those things, all of those expectations, and um, just giving them to God that I really, and there was kind of like a realignment and an understanding that um, every day we wake up, um, the gift of each day is really to um, live the best that we can, do the best that we can, um, but know ultimately that um, the things that we, we work on, the things that we do are not our identity, um, and that um, our identity um, is not... Uh, based on our achievements. And, uh, and so I'm realizing that, again, I feel like that idol of productivity has kind of been kicked down um, over and over again in my life these past few years and yet again these past few months. Um, so I think like I'm, I'm looking at all of those things and all of these uh, environmental uh, changes and shifts that are happening and I'm um, relearning what it looks like to let go. Oh, good stuff. And oh, One of the things I love about the UTR family of artists is that you can ask them all the exact same question and you get such, such nuanced, varied, unique responses. Um, just love these different perspectives. That was Joy Ike. So glad that she could be here. Um, next up, we ask that same question. What are your spiritual reflections during the pandemic to our friend Jeremy Casella? I think for me that uh, probably the most helpful thing is um, taking care of myself, uh, tending to what I know that I need every day, whether things are good or, or bad. Um, and so for me, uh, I try to exercise and which maybe seems like a no brainer, but I go for a run at least four times a week, just a 20 minute, 30 minute run, something like that. 
I listen to music or a podcast, usually music. And, um, and then, uh, I read a lot. I love to read. And one of the things I really love to read is the Bible. Uh, I just love the Bible and especially Psalms, um, is my favorite book of the Bible. And, you know, I, I, I tend to spend a good chunk of time in the Psalms, uh, listening and praying and reading through them. And so, uh, during this whole pandemic, I've, I've really been spending a lot of time mostly in Psalm, uh, 23 and then, then Psalm 91. Those are the two, um, the two big ones for me. Also Psalm 121. Um, I really think of scripture as a house, really. And so I just try to go there every day. Got a room in there, you know, a bed of my own clothes and all that. And, um, it's where I try to, try to live my, um, live my life out of that, whether things are good or bad. And so lately, uh, I've been doing that maybe more than, more than I have in the past because things have been so rough and scary. I love this. One of the reasons why this show exists is because we all enjoy the music. We get to hear the music, but sometimes we don't get a platform to hear the heart behind the music. And this is happening right now. It's so good to hear the hearts of these artists. Thank you, Jeremy Casella, for being on the show. Uh, We now um, pass it over to The Promise is Hope for their spiritual reflections. So through this time, we have been really encouraged by the value of generosity. We have been doing weekly concerts on Facebook Live. We're calling them anxiety relief concerts. And from the get-go, we felt it was important to not just try and take care of ourselves, but to take care of our community as well. And we set up the premise of donating 50% of whatever comes in from our listeners to a local organization that's doing good work and helping disadvantaged folks um, who are especially impacted by this pandemic. It certainly was challenging at like a, a gut level to decide to give away that much mon- money, and especially when we have so much uncertainty around our own finances. But our community has shown up for that in ways that we didn't expect. And at this point, we've raised almost $6,000 in five concerts. So we've been able to give $3,000 away to the YWCA in our city, a homeless shelter, an artist relief fund in Boston, and other relief funds here in Worcester. And one in Connecticut, too. And one in Connecticut. The takeaway of all of this, of the concerts that we've done online, um, is gratitude for sure. Um, We're really shocked by people's generosity. I think a lot of us have seen that in feeling really separate from people. It actually seems that we're all coming together in a really special way and showing how generous people can be. Um, And the other thing is, right when this happened, we felt that we'd be really missing our community, and we are missing being with people, but in a lot of ways, it seems like our community is even stronger and showing up for us and for the things that we care about in ways that we really didn't expect. We've always made music for our listeners and for our family of supporters and and now it just seems like they are literally carrying us through and letting us continue to do our job 
when our job isn't totally possible in real life anymore. So that's been really wild and really encouraging, and we're really thankful. So if we could encourage you in in all this, I think we would want to say that um, try generosity. It seems like when you when you give, there is this principle almost built into the universe that that things are gonna come back and that our needs are gonna be taken care of. So we've certainly found that to be true. And then we've been trying to take care of our mental health by taking days off. And on our days off, we FaceTime our family and our friends. We've had game nights with my college friends. And then Eric and I have been playing a lot of gin rummy. No. Eric and I have been playing a lot of rummy. 500. And um, he has beat me six times because I didn't know how to play yet. And now I'm coming back, and I think I've won the last two games. She's won the last two, but I've got to put this to an end. (laughs) That is awesome. So funny. Uh, Thank you so much to The Promise is Hope. Thank you, Eric and Ashley, for uh, being a part of the show. Also, big thanks to Jeremy Casella, Joy Ike, Ross King, and Christopher Williams. It is so good and refreshing to hear the different perspectives coming from the artist community, uh, which is exactly why we wanted to put this show together. I also want to give a big shout-out to my right-hand man, Larry Steffen, out in New Jersey, who helped to coordinate some of the interviews for today's show. Okay, we've all heard a lot about all the shutdowns because of the pandemic, uh, including even stuff that we've tried to do that has been postponed or shut down. But we did manage to build something brand new during this time, and we want to invite you into it. It's called Song RX. It's a daily dose of inspiration. So you may be subscribed to like a, a Bible devotional that you get in your email every day. Uh, it's, a, it's a twist on that. Um, we're, we're doing a song of the day and myself and some different indie artists are going to share some spiritual reflections on that song as well as some scripture to reflect on. It's very short and concise and we send it to your email inbox for the cost of zero. Yes, it's free. All you have to do is just sign up, um, uh, put your email, and join our email list. Uh, You can do that right on our homepage at utrmedia.org. We will link to our website in the show notes as well. Um, But would love to have you be a part of this Song RX thing. It's only a month old, launched just the second week of April, and We are so amazed at the positive response that we've gotten this first month and excited how this could grow um, in our ministry. So, yeah, it's a no-pressure situation. You do not have to read it every day, but it's there if you need it. We'd love to send it to you for free, and uh, and I think it will offer you a lot of hope and encouragement if you you check it out. So um, we just want to do it as a service to you. Uh, We cannot 
to even do Song RX or these podcasts or videos or articles or uh, playlists without our regular monthly supporters. We are so thankful for our team of supporters. They are amazing and are proving to be faithful to us even in the midst of this harrowing season. We are so grateful for them. And if you'd like to join that team, um, it would be super meaningful to us. It would help us continue our work um, even at the $10 a month level, which might be easy for some, it might be that might be a sacrificial gift for some, but uh, that would unlock actually the full benefits of our Giving Tuesday Now campaign. Um, just $10 a month would unlock a $100 matching gift. 25% of that donation would go into an artist relief fund, and we would send you uh, our new pandemic-inspired Keys for Survival t-shirt as a thank you gift for getting involved. Um, you can find all the information about joining our support team at our website, which we'll tell you at the end of the show, and it's linked in our show notes as well. Um, well, next episode of Green Room Door, we are going back to our normal format of a long-form conversation one-on-one with an artist, and we're going to be talking with a guy who has released his first album in 10 years. We are excited to be talking to Justin McRoberts on the next Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout. This has been a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org. Have a good one.